Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Prevention 365 podcast. This is your host, Carol Olbida, and prevention is every day and every way. Today, we have a guest, Elson Trinidad, who is a songwriter, a composer, musician from, from Los Angeles. He is an LA native. Hello, Elson. Hi. Okay, so first question, Elson. Shoot the first question. So is there such a thing as community music? If so, how would you define it? Well, I've, I've, as a musician, I've, I don't, I'm not really familiar with that term as community music. However, um, you know, all forms of music begin within a community. Uh, and then organically grow into something bigger. I mean, just take, for example, um, just American music to begin with. I mean, it started with African-Americans during slavery. You know, they sang work songs, they sang spirituals. They, you know, in New Orleans, they were given a chance once a week to play African music and all that became jazz and became blues and it became rock and roll. It became hip hop. So, you know, all that started from within a community, but then it, you know, it eventually grew into something even bigger. Now, you know, all those now black music is American music and American and that music is international now. I mean, you have, you know, people in France doing hip hop, you know, so it's you know i mean the community is just a venue where to it's like it's like a little uh, a, a flower pot but then eventually you have to plant it into the ground and it becomes a, a tree that's how i describe it yeah what an analogy <laughs> <laughs> yeah what an analogy now being a singer songwriter a composer how would you categorize or how do you see the music that you produce? Well, I, I, I do different kinds of music. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I just listened to music in the radio. Um, you know, I, I grew up, I started, you know, liking, you know, enjoying music in the late seventies, early eighties. And that was a time when the synthesizers started emerging. So I got, that that's what got me into playing music. I'd see these bands playing keyboards and synthesizers on the music videos. And I was like, I want to do that. So I took piano lessons and I also took some guitar lessons as well. So, uh, and then in school I played the saxophone. So because of that, uh, and also because of other influences, cause I, I got exposed to different kinds of instruments. Uh, so you had artists like Prince who played, many instruments so that was an inspiration to me too and stevie wonder as well you know he he plays several instruments he's made albums both prince and stevie wonder made albums where it was just them doing all the music so that was a definite inspiration um 
you know, so I, I've done a lot of different kinds of music. Um, you know, when I was a young adult, I, I did, I was in like a funk jazz band in the 90s and we played around LA and we actually ran into, I mean, we were in, we played in different clubs and festivals. And so we actually played the same venues as people like Black Eyed Peas or Ozo Motley. So we'd run into each other, you know, a lot. So, um, so, I mean, I knew Black Eyed Peas would be famous, but not, not, not as famous as they did become. So that was, that was kind of interesting. Um, and then after that, I, yeah, I started in the nineties, I started getting into uh, electronic music and uh, I did, I, not really group, but I did a project called E Trinity, which was uh, uh, electronic, played electronic dance music. And I, I mixed, uh, my, my whole take was kind of mixing uh, electronic music with like uh, indigenous Filipino music or Asian music. Cause you know, we, you didn't really have uh, people expo exposed to any form of, uh, uh, of most forms of like Asian music, East Asian, Southeast Asian music. So uh, I did some of that. I sampled some like like Philippine cool and tongue instruments, and I put them mm -hmm. to electronic beats. Um, so and I released a couple of albums in the in, released an album in uh, 1999 in 2001 called Various Shades of Blue, and that actually got some sort of uh, not really it didn't become a huge hit, but it, it was. It was kind of uh, known. Um, I mean, it got great reviews. It got uh, airplay like here on KCRW and even got airplay in Philippines and Asia and even in Europe too. So <laughs> I, I, I released an album and it got played in three continents. So I'm kind of proud of that. And then um, in the, after that in the early 2000s, I decided to go back to kind of my musical roots. You know, I mentioned Stevie Wonder and Prince and like that. So um, 2004, I started a band called uh, Elson and the Soul Barcada, and we performed around LA. We performed at the Lotus Festival uh, and um, the Festival of Philippine Arts and Culture. We also played, you know, other clubs and venues around town. Uh, in 2013, we got to play at the Grand Performances in downtown LA. So that was that was a wonderful experience. Um, and so I've it's kind of just basically it's um a group of my friends it's not all filipino but mo mostly most of the members are filipino american we also have um and we, you know we have uh, it's different uh, members as well and uh, um it's really kind of a collection of my friends who play music and are talented mm -hmm. and so you know when we get together we uh, perform live and we play mainly like soul r&b funk um, and um, we've actually been working on an album uh, for the past <laughs> 17 years. So um, I know COVID has is, is, uh, 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 put a halt to a lot of performances, but uh, I was actually planning to release it in 2020 and, you know, that, all that happened. But I was able in quarantine to finally mix everything down and get everything right. And so it's just a matter of releasing it. So uh Hopefully I'll be doing that pretty soon. And, you know, later on I'll, I'll be sharing some songs from that album as well. So it's exclusive to your podcast. Yeah. We're excited to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Elson, uh, my next question is, uh, does music always have a message? 
Um, it can. Well, you know what? Um, music, you know, uh, when we talk about music with a message, a lot of it uh, deals with uh, lyrical content. And, you know, it could be about politics or about, you know, uh, social issues or just, you know, um, so it can. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, I mean, you know, uh, that's the most obvious way to do it. But you could also have you could also convey a message uh, instrumentally or even just kind of uh through even lyrically but not uh, directly because a, a lot of a lot of times um uh when you write a song you can uh write an obvious message and people will get that but sometimes you could write uh you could use like poetry or prose and have have something kind of abstract so when the listener hears it, they could interpret it one way. And if another, another listener would hear it, they would interpret it another way. And for the songwriter, that's perfectly fine because that's, that's, that's probably the intent. But you also have uh, certain kinds of music that, um, you know, you could, you could even be instrumental, but uh, it, the message that it conveys is more uh, of emotion or, or a feeling or, um, uh, just a sentiment and you know well written and well arranged you can convey a lot of messages or feelings without words and you know for especially now music is very international that that also helps because you have you could have someone you know who speaks a totally different language than you uh still feel those same emotions without needing words um you know you mm -hmm. could make a song and um someone who doesn't even speak your language could totally understand your your music or the sentiment or, or the feeling that you're trying to convey so i think that's that's really powerful uh to be able to do that in a song that's well composed and well arranged um and you know doesn't always need uh lyrics i mean sometimes you know i i write lyrics but um a lot of times i listen to a song and not really listen to the lyrics I'll, I'll listen to the beat i'll listen to the melody the chord progression and being a musician i'll listen to the different instruments and how they're arranged um, and i might sing along to the lyrics but i won't even uh comprehend them unless i just sit down and like okay that's what that song is about so sometimes i'll even know a song and and not really understand what it, not really care what it's about for me um lyrics are kind of like the icing on the cake but the rest of the music that's the cake so <laughs> Yes, and that's the message, right, Elson? Well, like I said, it, it can yeah. be. It can be, but it it doesn't always have to be. Uh, you could definitely convey a message through other means, but you know, lyrically, that's the easiest way to convey a message. But um, if, if 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 you do a song well enough, then you could convey even more messages, even without words. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful response. I mean, that's is what makes music universal right exactly Cot yeah. yeah that's the universal character of music like uh, regardless of language you know regardless of nationality exactly you know, it's for the peoples of the world right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um in our earlier conversation i mean our earlier conversation when we were discussing about so about this podcast you mentioned something about the your struggle with the creative process you know so can you tell us about it 
Yeah, I mean, it, I, I understand it happens to a lot of people. I mean, the the typical one is writer's block. Like you've written, you could write, you know, or create certain kinds of music and then comes to a point where like, well, I can't really make music. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of like, a, 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 it's sort of like a, a loaded kind of notion because you could still make music anyway, but it, for, for the composer, it's, well, you know, I'm, I'm playing this, but it's not really good enough. So I don't care. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll just, not make anything because I, I I don't feel that you know what I could produce is good enough or better than what mm -hmm. I did before. I guess that's the big challenge is like, well, I've done music before. My next song should be even better, mm -hmm. or at least just as good as as what I did before. And you know, to to play or to make anything even uh, you know a lower quality than you did before doesn't seem like you're uh, advancing as an artist so i think that's for a lot of artists that's kind of the uh, the problem um the struggles that they face uh, regarding like writer's block and you know that happens to you know writers too and filmmakers so i guess you know it's it's a universal thing um the, the other thing is sort of uh more personal um it's you know the the Nowadays, uh, the great thing about music nowadays is that anyone could release music and anyone and you could put it out there. Uh, the bad thing about music these days is that anyone could release music and anyone could put it out there. So <laughs> there's a lot of music out there um, and you just have to find it. And, you know, a lot of times even, you know, a lot of quality artists they put their stuff there and it just gets lost in the crowd and for me that's kind of a uh insecurity or you know i mean as i mentioned i'm releasing an album and you know there's when you do something like that you invest a lot of time and money and mm -hmm. resources into putting this out oh you want everything to sound perfect and okay so you bring it out and, and when you do and you know some people will like it and you know some people won't like it and that's that's fine i mean that's for everything but for me the biggest the biggest fear is that not that people won't like it and you know music is art and art is meant to create a reaction so if people won't like my music and say they don't like my music that's great i mean that's the reaction that's yeah that's they made a reaction and that's perfectly fine but my biggest fear is that people won't care that people won't even bother to listen. That's, you know, so a lot of self doubt. That's, I mean, that happens to a lot of people, but I mean, lately, you know, now, now I've become older and it's like, well, I, is it worth putting all this time and energy into this when, you know, only 20 people are going to hear it and, you know, no one else will really care. I mean, that's, that's, really what kind of haunts me <laughs> a lot it's like is it worth it to do this because like to do to, to go through all this trouble and no one i mean i'm not gonna i don't expect to you know have a platinum album or anything like that i mean I, I'm, I'm sure you know i'm i'm, I'm a plan to release my music independently but you know at least have a decent uh, uh reaction and response to what i come out with and 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's also challenging because nowadays, you know, you need to uh, make a music video or, you know, like the younger generation, they do those TikTok videos and everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a cute little Gen Z person who could dance on TikTok and get like <laughs> 20 million views. I mean, <laughs> that's not going to happen for me. So, you know, what are, you know, I mean, I, I, I you know, I know that my music would more appeal to people my age or older, and that's fine. Um, and maybe if a few young people will, will like it, but it's, it's, you know, um, you know, I'm not, I don't expect them to, to be interested in it, but um, yeah, so that's, that's part of the struggle. I mean, self-doubt, I mean, it's, it, I wouldn't, you know, I, I know there's a term these days called, uh, um, um, oh gosh, um, hold on, <laughs> I'm blanking out. Uh, oh, it's the tip of my tongue. Oh, okay. So I'll back. Okay, got it. <laughs> I know that there's a term these days called imposter syndrome where, you know, people might think, oh, they're not, they don't have the skills or talent, but I don't know. It's, I think I do have skills and talents. It's just that I'm afraid that people won't even care. You know, and there's a lot of things out. I mean, there's a lot of other things that, that could be worth their time. And, you know, even I, I might, make the greatest song or, or greatest album that I can and and people won't even listen to it you know it's it's uh, I mentioned about the internet um you know I, I struggle with I mean it's like social media uh gives a lot of musicians a lot of opportunities to get their music heard theoretically but I mean it's 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 a challenge too because you know this is uh, my my big problem is like okay I'll I'll put a I'll okay this is all this always happens I'll put a Facebook post and say yeah I'm writing a new song and then like a hundred people will like it it's like oh cool you know and people will comment and then when I'm done with a song I'll post it up this is my new song and then like twenty people will like it but it'll only get like five listens so. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know whether like that's the, the algorithms talking, but that those kinds of things are kind of discouraging. It's like, well, you know, I, I did all this effort and it's free, but no one's even listening. So that's that's kind of the, that's a big part of the struggles that I'm going through these days. Yeah. Yeah. Indifference. Right. Art yeah. is supposed to be. A reaction yeah. whether it's positive negative it's okay yeah but to be indifferent to your art that's a tragedy right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more hurt by people just ignoring my music than people not liking it yeah I would rather people I'd rather have a thousand like 10,000 people say your music sucks than yeah. <laughs> 10,000 people ignoring my music rather so. than oh no one listens yeah that that hurts more <laughs> yeah that's the tragedy that's mm -hmm. the tragedy of the musician yeah yeah um elson another question okay is uh 
well, let's face it, uh, the claim that drug really plays a big role in today's music world. Um, what do you uh, what do you say to that? Well, you, you know, I think to that notion. Yeah. You know, in today's music world, I don't think it it's uh, as prevalent as it was maybe like in the 80s or something like that i i mean when i when i was in the 80s i was still a teenager so um you know and i you know i'd hear a lot of artists oh you know they did cocaine or whatever and you know i was <laughs> even if i wanted to do cocaine i couldn't you know it was still out of reach for me then so um but um you know, just hearing a lot of artists you know, like OD and, and have, you know, or, or have like, you know, I have to go to rehab and, and, you know, it was enough to just kind of like discourage me from, you know, even going anywhere near it. So I never started just because just the fear is like, well, if I did get into drugs, I'd probably be addicted and, you know, I'd either die or, or spend a lot of my time and energy trying to go into rehab. So it's better just not even the start <laughs> i have a lot of you know i have a lot of i mean music for me it, it's enough to you know it's enough to you know i spend a lot of money buying instruments and things like that and computer software so you know i don't think i'd have the budget if you, even if i were doing drugs so <laughs> but you know i think these days it's not it's I mean, there's some music scenes where, you know, some, you know, people will do like whatever ecstasy and things like that. But like, and, you know, on cer certain genres, they'll, they'll just smoke pot or whatever. But like, I don't, I compared to the way it was before, you know, um, I, I'd hear stories about, oh, there's like, you'd go in the recording studio and there's like lines of cocaine on the table. And I don't think that really happens anymore uh so i mean you know some you know i don't hear as much uh stories with that but you know even even aside from recreational drugs i mean i think i mentioned prince and michael jackson who were uh big influences on me and both of them died from painkillers both of them died mm -hmm. from um you know um uh, you know, like uh, uh, prescription drugs. And that's very tragic because they're not around anymore. And, and you know, um, so uh, that that's a, you know, the whole opiate, the whole opioid uh, epidemic, that's a big serious thing these days. So, I mean, beyond musicians, but I mean, those are two musicians who had their careers tragically cut short. So, I mean, I think that's that's very shameful and, and and very tragic so uh i just you know hope i <laughs> i won't I, i'll try to live a pain-free life and if i do experience pain i'll try to find other ways of <laughs> dealing with it but uh yeah that's that's uh i mean that's a very uh pressing problem these days mm -hmm. yeah yeah you said it you said it yeah that's very true elson that's very true. So, uh, Elson, uh, to wrap up this podcast, being a singer, composer, a musician, can we hear samples of your music? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> well, this is one song, my band, Elson and the Soul Barcada, 
Um, this is our upcoming album called Brand New Thing, which is an ironic title because uh, it's not brand new. But, you know, the music is, I, I realize the music is actually timeless. Um, a lot of the music sounds like it comes from the 70s or 80s or 90s. But uh, really, it's, it's, it's kind of timeless. So, um, it, it, you know, it, it might come from a sound like it comes from a different era, but it, it, it could be appreciated in today's uh, era as well. Mm-hmm. So this one song is actually, uh, speaking of messages, this one song does have a message. It's actually uh, uh, about being Asian American or Filipino American. Um, it's, uh, it's called Invisible. And it's, uh, it's about how, uh, you know, how we're, we've been lacking representation in society and how we've been ignored and how, uh, you know, we've been treated as invisible. So the song is called Invisible. Oh. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Um, this other song, uh, also from uh, Elson and the Soul Barcada's brand new thing album, coming out soon, hopefully. Uh, the song is called Hearts. It's a soul R&B kind of song, um, and uh, um, it's it's one of our uh, favorite songs to play when we play live. So chances are, if you've been to our show, uh, you'll hear it. So this song is called Hearts. It's a lie All I want was something that was right Who I want is always out of sight So with this, uh, we wrapped up our podcast on, on your music, Elson. Thank you, Elson, for being our guest on Prevention 365 podcast. So uh, if people would like to reach out to you, how can they contact you? Well, they could visit my website, lsongs.com. That's E-L-S-O-N-G-S.com. Like my name, elsonsongs.com. If uh, you want to reach me on social media, uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at at lsongs. I'm on Instagram at at lsongsmusic. And um, you could also find me on YouTube. Um, uh, the channel is L Songs as well. Um, and I'm also on Facebook. Um, I have a separate page for the Soul Barcada. So you can just search for Elson Soul Barcada and you can find the page. 
there you have them. Elson Trinidad songs, Invisible and Hard, obviously with a lot of message. Being Asian American, being Filipino American, you know, but one thing I would say, and this is my own, uh, my own take on his music. His is a music free of influence. So if we have something like under the influence of drugs, I would say, given the discussion that we had, his is a music free of influence, full of discipline, and packed with a lot of messages coming from the heart. With this, we bring to a close today's podcast on Prevention 365. Join us every Wednesday on the Believe Network, Spotify, and Apple, or on ADAP YouTube channel, that is A-A-D-A-P, People Need People. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.